thank you for tuning into this message. Sorry we missed a little bit of the beginning, uh, but today we're talking about the importance of godly relationships. And we're going to start off by talking about uh, the importance of honoring your father and your mother are those who are in guardianship of you. You know, your success in living a long, full life is very clear in the Word of God. I think back to yesterday when we were talking about the, the Word of God prophesies to you, right? Pastor Pete was saying that, and I, I think this is a clear prophetic word. If you choose to honor your father and mother, you're going to live a long life. And uh, when it comes to godly relationships, I think we have to really make an effort to honor our father and mother. And uh, it, it's tough sometimes. You know, some of us... Uh, you know, we may think we're smarter than our parents. Uh, you know, we may think that we know it all. We know technology. We know, you know, how to manage relationships. We know all these different things. But the Bible is very clear to honor your father and your mother. And, and let me tell you, no father and mother is perfect. I am a father now. I am not perfect. Or sometimes I tell my son stuff that I shouldn't say. But no parent is perfect. But at the end of the day, we still have to honor them. Even if your parents are unsaved, you know, maybe your parents are doing stuff they shouldn't be doing, you still have to honor them. You have to respect them. The Bible's very clear about that. Honor your father and your mother. You may disagree with the decisions, you may not like what you're telling them to do, but we have to honor them. And, you know, if we honor our father and our mother right there, then we'll live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God has given you. And we all live a long, full life, right? Honoring father and mother is so crucial. Uh, I guarantee you, you'll see the success on that. The Bible also talks about you reap what you sow. So let me tell you this. If you're not honoring your father and mother, what's going to happen when you have children? They're not going to honor you. That's what they got you right there. So honor your father and mother, man. It's going to catch up to you. I remember when I was younger, I was a wild child. I used to run the church. And look at my son now. You see him now. He's running the church. Put yourselves on your father and mother. The next one I want to talk about is uh, leaders, uh, pastors, and authority. Some of you guys have a leader, right? At your church, leader at your job, maybe a teacher, uh, maybe you have a coach, uh, authority. You know, we have uh, government, police officers. The Bible talks about you know, respecting those in authority. And one of the great scriptures that I found was uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5. And uh, let's read this together. Ready? One, two, three. In the same way, the younger ones should willingly support the leadership of the elders. And I uppercase all that word willingly because I think that's really, really important. What does it mean to to be willingly? What does that word mean? Anyone? Uh, in fact, by your own choice. By your own choice. Good answer. Anyone else? Anyone else? Go for it. Say it again.
question is, are we doing it willingly? You know, when our, when our parents ask to do something, when the leaders, the teacher, the coach, are you doing these things willingly? Or are you, you know, doing it all upset, like taking all your clothes and shoving them under the bed? You know, your coach says you run a mile, and I know that you skipped a lap in the line. You know, I don't do that. You know, the, the, the pastor asks us, hey guys, can you help us reorganize the room? What do you do? Oh, I gotta use the restroom. I gotta get out, I gotta do this, you know. Challenge yourself, are you doing things willingly? Um, and the Bible says you younger ones should willingly support the leadership of the elders. And I think that's so important because it's beyond, you know, respecting them, beyond honoring them and supporting them. Those are like two different things, right? Because we can listen to someone, but the question is, do we support them? And and I know as a young person, I still consider myself fairly young. I may not agree with some of the way things are taking place, right? Because we all in our heads think we can do things better. Like, paint the wall white, and you're like, oh, it looks better gray. And it's, you know, just, we all have our own inside of what we think is the best way to do things. But the Bible says that we younger ones are supposed to willingly support the leadership of the elders. And we really have to work at that if we want to be successful, um, you know, this is a very important godly relationship that I think has so many benefits when we respect and we willingly support the leaders. And I'm going to tell you from my own experience, I've always strived to support uh, those who are older than me. And let me tell you, it has led me to so many opportunities. Uh, the job I have today is because I was respectful to people, elders in this church, and someone said, hey, are you looking for a job? I'm going to recommend you for an interview. I got an interview at a pretty good job. But that was because I was respectful, and I always respected my elders. Those who are above, I always say hi, I say goodbye. I was always very respectful and supported every, everyone in everything that they did. I did my best. I wasn't perfect. But I, I, I always tried to not come across as rude. And let me tell you, if you're coming across as rude and disrespectful, you're going to find that opportunities may not come to you. You're disrespecting the coach, disrespecting the teacher. Uh, you're going to find that such opportunities may not come your way. But I'm sure you guys know this. The people that are respectful and are, uh, are honoring their elders, a lot of opportunities come their way. You know, it's just it, it's it's just the word of God, right? The Bible says respect those, respect your elders, respect your parents. You're going to live a long, long life. And I just want to encourage you to to work at that, to make an effort to willingly support the elders. Uh, the Bible says in Colossians 3, 23. Uh, let's read this together. Ready? One, two, three. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. And so ultimately, if we do not agree with things, if we don't like things, we have to remember we don't even want to do things. We have to remember that ultimately, we are not working for people. We are not working unto man. We need to do everything as unto the Lord. Everything is unto the Lord. That means your schoolwork is unto the Lord. Cleaning your room is unto the Lord. Watching your siblings is unto the Lord. Everything we do, ironing your clothes, cleaning your clothes, right? Everything is unto the Lord. Uh, because the Bible says at the end, then God will give you an inheritance as your reward. Um, so you guys want a big inheritance, right? What blessing from God? You guys got to do everything as unto the Lord. And so uh, if I could get a uh, man right here, you're my uh, 
illustration guide. We go to the next scripture. Uh, the Bible uh, continues to say, we're going to get slides. Uh, the Bible says, okay, so let's continue to read. It says, in the same way, the younger ones should willingly support the leadership of the elders. And we'll read that second part. It says, in every relationship, each of you must wrap around yourselves the apron of a humble servant. Wow, that's very interesting. Now, the apron of a humble servant. So I brought today an apron. I'm not here to do this illustration. So here's, we're going to mount this thing. The apron wraps. I'm sorry, I'm so happy. The apron of a humble servant. And I want to hear from you guys. What does it mean when you have an apron? What does that kind of tell you? Anyone? You're a chef. You're a chef? But what is your job as a chef? To serve everyone. Better have some red back. Sorry. <laughs> and so, you know, I think it's super important that as young people, it says in every relationship, each of you must wrap around yourself the apron of a humble servant. And too many times, you guys think that you guys are the chefs. And I'm speaking for myself. I tell you that, my experience. I've always found myself to be a chef. I'm always right. I know what's best. I make the orders. I tell people what to do. But the Bible does not talk about young people in this avenue. The Bible says in every relationship, each of you must wrap around yourself an apron, an apron of a humble servant. And you see, when he's wearing this apron, I look at him, I think, man, this guy's here to serve, right? He's here to come bring me drinks. He's here to come bring me my food. That is when I think of, you know, you guys ever been to a restaurant? The waiters have the aprons on, right? Very common, you guys see that? Because they're there to serve. And I think you guys, as young people, need to spiritually put on the apron of a humble servant. You guys need to come here, you need to go to your schooling, wherever you're at, and be a servant. We all gotta work at that, it's tough. But a lot of times we here think that we can be the, got the hat right here, show the back on. Some of us think that, boy, you got this, dude. Just throw it on there. Some of us think you guys are the chef and the, the humble servant. Let me tell you, you know, you cannot do both, right? You cannot be the chef and the humble servant. We got to be the humble servant. And let me tell you, when you manage as the humble servant, then eventually you will become
servant mindset. And I love the second half of this scripture because it says, God resists you when you are proud. Let's read that together that first time. Let's say, uh, one, two, three. Because God resists you when you are proud. Say that again. God resists you when you are proud. We would get that through our heads. Because even to this day, this is something you're going to battle with the rest of your life. There's times all the time when I think I'm the man, I think I know it all, I think I'm the best friend for all the different things. But then you know what happens? God has to humble me. God has to show me, like, hey, you know, God, I made a huge error. God's like, look, you're, you're nothing without me. And I have to draw back to the heart of being a servant, draw back to the heart of worship, of what God has truly called me to be. And, and it's so important. But God says, He said, but, but multiplies grace favor when you are humble. How many guys want grace and favor? Right. How many find that, you know, you know someone that knows it all? They don't know anyone like that? I don't know people like that. It is hard to get along with that person, maybe even if they offended you, to forgive them because they know it all. Right? It's hard to even show grace to that person. It's hard to even say, like, I don't even know if I want to invite that person to my party because they know it all. They think they're the best. They think they're all high. The Bible is very clear right here. He'll multiply grace and favor when you're humble. And I know from experience, like, I'm able to multiply my grace and, and, and I want to favor people that are humble. When I have someone that just thinks they know it all, I'm like, hey, how's your Let me make a recommendation. Like, oh, no, no, I got it. I already know how to do this. It's hard for me to want to show favor, show grace, um, and exalt that person. Right? We know that firsthand, right? You guys agree with that? You know that even as friends, it's hard to do. The Bible is very clear. If you bow low in God's awesome presence, He will eventually exalt you, right? And, and let me tell you, the Bible talks about being faithful in the little, and God will put you over much. And, and it's so important that we put on the apron of a humble servant. Ask the ask ask person next to you, do you have on the apron of a humble servant? Ask the other person next to you, do you have on the apron of a humble servant? Find yourself hanging out with those people, I would say more than likely you're going to find yourself. 
yourself going in that direction. But if you are hanging out with people who love God, who want to serve God, no one's perfect here. I'm not perfect. You can hang around with me long enough to realize I'm not perfect. If you hang around with people who love God and want to serve God, you're going to find yourself wanting to serve God. So I was very clear about that. Become wise by walking with the wise. I would encourage you right now, godly relationships, godly friendships are so, so important. Don't get me wrong, we're all going to have worldly friends. I work at a secular job, right? Unfortunately, I don't have the opportunity to work here at the church, right? So I'm working in a secular field job. I work with people who drink. I work with people who are part of LGBTQ. I have all these different friends um, and associates who I work with. But at the end of the day, when it's my time, and I'm given the opportunity to choose who I'm going to hang around with, I choose to hang around with godly people. I know myself, if I go hanging out with all my coworkers and we go, I mean, let's just say we go to Chili's, right? They're all going to be drinking. And what may that make me want to do? Anyway, drink. Drink. All right, who said that first? I see. And, and so I know from experience that I'm not going to find myself at Chili's with all my really coworkers. They're all going to drink. They're all going to talk about nonsense. And that's probably not the best environment for now, ultimately, if we're all going to lunch, they're going to be environments. But if they all say, hey, we're all going out on Friday night, I'll probably say, you know what? No, I'm you know, going to hang out with my friends here at the church. Because at the end of the day, i got to look out for myself. And they may, uh, they may feel that I'm disrespecting them. They may feel like I'm not being a true friend. But at the end of the day, all that matters is myself. I always got to look out for myself and my family. I always got to do what's best for me. So if that means that I cannot associate uh, with people who are out of the world, then I have to make that decision to better my own salvation. Become wise by walking with the wise. I encourage you to evaluate your friends. Who are your friends? You want to be wise? Hang out with people who are wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. That's a scary statement right there. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. And I've seen it time and time again. I've seen my friends come to church, we're all hang out in the church, and I start to see them hang out with coworkers. Next thing I know, they're partying and doing that with fun. And uh, gotta really work at that. You know, don't get me wrong, we're all gonna have really friends, but God and friends are so crucial. Godly relationships. Put them in the next slide. And let me say, when it comes to godly friends, you even gotta evaluate those, right? Always gotta make sure you're hanging out with the right people. I love this scripture. It says, a truly good friend will openly correct you. Let's read that together. Just that first sentence. One, two, three. A truly good friend will openly correct you. You know, this is kind of like a, a really good statement because if you have a good friend, a good godly friend, they'll keep you in check. But if you have a godly friend, if you say, hey, let's go drinking, and they say, oh yeah, let's go, Probably not evaluate that friendship, right? They may be a godly friend, but are they a true good friend? Because if they're a true good friend, they'll correct you and say, hey, you know what? No, we don't drink like Christians. No, we probably gotta go to church because there's something wrong if we wanna go drink, right? But too many times we have what we consider godly friends, but then you know when when push comes to shove, we find them starting to sway in a different direction. But it may not be that as godly as we thought they were. And so it's truly important that we evaluate our godly friendships. Because a truly 
good friend will openly correct you. It goes on to say, you can trust a friend who corrects you, but kisses from an enemy are nothing but lies. How many of you guys know you got that friend that you know just, you know, I want to say kisses, you know what, kisses, you know, the kiss, the kiss the behind, you know, that's good. Kind of butter people up. Then want to have a friend like that, right? You know that they're gonna be all lovey-dovey with you, and then when you see them talking to someone else, you know they're probably talking about you. They're all talking behind your back, guys, all something like that. Why? And when you see this firsthand, you can trust a friend who corrects you. You know, a friend that is a godly friend that's gonna keep you in check. We have to find those type of friends. That may mean we have to weed out some of our current friends. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying to go and disrespect anyone, like, hey, you know, you can't be around you, you're not as bad as you thought, you're No. I respect everyone, like I said, I respect my coworkers, we had great times today at work. Um, I respect everyone here at the church, and I'll have a great time with anyone. But when I choose who my top superior friends are, I'd be sure to choose people who are godly friends. We're going to correct me, we're going to keep me in check. And those are the people I choose to run to when I have problems. I'm dealing with something at work, I'm dealing with something at the house, I'm dealing with something spiritually. Those are the people I would choose to call and let them know how I feel. But if I know that, you know, they're just going to say, you know, if I'm upset with Valerie and I give a call, like, hey, what's going on at the house? And they tell me, like, oh, yeah, just leave her, just leave the house. Like, that's not beneficial to me, guys. And I, I know who I can call. I know who I can call to hear what I want to hear, and I know who I can call who will encourage me to do the things of God. And if I can encourage you guys, you have to evaluate your friends, and make sure you're choosing to surround yourself with friends um, who are going to be godly friends, who are going to correct you, and who are not going to, you know, kiss you behind and uh, tell all lies about you and just be a bad friend. Amen? All right, let's go to the last section. Talking about courtship and dating, right? This is what everyone's sitting here for. When you're in kind of relationships, it's like, oh man, we're going to talk about dating. So I'm just going to give you a, a simple scripture. Uh, if we could read this together. Ready? One, two, three. Don't become partners with those who reject God. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not a partnership, that's a war. It's like best friends with God. Does Christ go strolling with the devil? Does trust and mistrust all tags? Does anyone want to tell me what that means? Anyone? Tell me the candy one and tell me the answer. Anyone, come on, what does that mean? Jeremiah? It means like evaluate who you're like, I don't know. Come on, you're gonna cut it, just say it. Spell it out. Like, like don't try to date someone that's like out it's not a Christian because you're not because um, what's the iron sharpens iron has good companies that can be carried to Good, all right, here's a kick out. And now, so we'll go to another take on this. Timmy, here we go. Don't be unequally yoked. Yes, don't be unequally yoked. Good answer. Here we go. What does that mean, Timmy? Explain that to the. That means, like, well, as a Christian, like, as a godly man, you should find a godly woman. Woo! Children, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, you said uh, we're not upset. Oh, yeah, like if you're not a fan of what you're talking about, so you guys um, could come to agree. 
admit about God and the word seems like that, well, I'll be a stronger person. Yes, amen. Very, very good. Anyone else on the tape on this? Come on, this section over here. Come on, guys. Give me a tape on this. Come on, Ash. What do you got for this one? Come on, Ash. I know you got something. Come on. Spit it out, my guy. What does it mean? Get a minute and read Someone who's atheist, 
you have someone who's a Christian, they're going to be a what? Kids will be confused. You're in your graves out loud when you made a Buddhist. You're a Christian. A kid's going to get super confused, right? This is why this is why the Bible is so clear. How can you make a partnership out of right and wrong? That's not a partnership. What is that?
friendship first. Yeah. Yeah. Too many times it's like you guys just go straight for the gap. You're like, hey, I just want to let you know I, I know I, I, I added you on Instagram last night, but I really like you, and I think God's called me to marry you. Like, so my first recommendation if you step into a friendship, you don't go anywhere further than that, you get to know the person. You get to know the pros, the cons, you get to know the relationship, you get to know who they truly are. The great thing is if it's a friendship, you can always just step back. Like, oh, you know what? I met this person, we, we talked a few times, we all went out to the movies, and we all went out together as a group, and I realized that this person has a potty mouth because they watch sacred music. I saw that guy checking out a girl and walking by, and I realized this is probably not going to work out. But two of times, you guys are like, oh man, I love this guy, and, and you go out for the first time, and you're checking out girls, and you like this girl, and she's talking to all the boys, and, and you realize, like, man, I already committed to broke stuff. But let me tell you this, you're never committed until you're married. You can always step away. You'll never feel like you're stuck in a relationship. You can always take a step back and say, hey, you know what, it's not going to work. But let me tell you, there's a lot more hardship if you already step into the relationship, right? It's kind of embarrassing. It's kind of awkward. Um, and unfortunately, many times you may just lose that friendship because you took a step too quick. But the main thing today is evaluating the person by the group, by their actions, and hopefully that will give you a better any other questions? Friendships? Relationships? Anyone? Questions? Questions? Now's the time, guys. In the back of it all. What if you like something that they call out of God? Dang! That's a good question, too. Yeah. Good question. Alright, uh, so my thoughts on that. Like I said, you're never, you're never sold to the person until you're married. So like if someone, you're, you're in a relationship with someone, you find that they're starting to slowly do the things of God, I would have a serious conversation with them. I always recommend you seek counsel. So that, so you know, talk to your pastor, talk to your leaders. Um, do not evaluate to what extent are they leading the things of God. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you find that to the extent that you can no longer be a part of, then again, you have an opportunity to step back. But this is why I recommend, one, you wait until you're actually like fully ready um, and you know what you're truly getting yourself into. Because when you jump into something prematurely, it's, it's hard to get out, it's embarrassing, and, and uh, it's just a lot of heartbreak to get out. So that's why you really want to know, you want to be solid about your decision, um, and you really want to know where that person's at. But if you find they're starting to, to go to a place that you know you can no longer follow, like the word says, light and darkness, they, 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 they won't cross paths. They just never will. And so um, at that point, I would choose let me say, if you're married, that's a different situation, and that's something um, I would encourage you guys to counsel on. Um, none of you guys are probably going to be married soon, so that's something you know, can wait for a marriage seminar. Um, good question. Anyone else? Questions? Friendship questions? I think it's got a lot of relationship questions. Friendships? Yes. Is that the York?
like you're just hurting yourself, right? You want to make a tailgate, we all want to make a tailgate, so you have to put yourself in a position that you can still do the things of God and hopefully still reach uh, the world at the same time. Good question. Yes, Isabel. What if it's your family? If it's your family, that's a good question. So there's a lot of potential situations. So if it's family in the house, that, that's a tough spot. Uh, I would recommend you just work to stay around the other values. Well, I, I, this one hits home for me because I was the only one that was serving God in my family, my siblings, all my cousins. So I was always like the oddball out. But I always still stay true to who I was as a Christian, as a person. I always continue to be nice and show God's love. But I didn't put myself in situations where I know, knew I was going to be in trouble. Because let's be honest, sometimes the parties would get out of hand, cops would come. At least my family got violent and they got drunk, so I did put myself in those situations. But at the same time, I continue to show them God's love, continue to be there for them. It's crazy because as I got older and even as a young person, your organization, they would still reach out to me and say, like, hey, President, bless you. Hey, brother, sister, I need, like, I need prayer, I need like advice. And I was able to be have that relationship with them, but it never crossed the line. And so you have to realize, like, you have to, one, first and foremost, keep communicating with God and ask Him, like, should I be at this event? Should I should I go here or there? And God will show you, okay, like, I already know, like, at a certain time, like, I go to my family's parties, and I hang out with them, and I show them God's love, and we have a great time, we laugh, we have fun. But then I know at a certain time, you know, the songs get a little raunchy, and the truth, they start drinking more and more. And I'm, okay, guys, I love you, God bless you, bye, I got bounce. But they never feel like, oh, she's just judging me or she doesn't want to be around this. So I think, like, one, ask God to show you, give you discernment and wisdom in that. But family's family. And you just continue to love them. And your friends as well, you continue to love them. And there's times where, like, God will bring them back. And you just stay true to who you are in your walk with God. And they'll come and they'll be like, I need help, I need advice, I need, I need someone to talk to, and God will use you in that. So just continue to love in any relationship. And yeah, continue to love. <laughs> and with your family and your friends. Family's tough, you know, family's a tough one, but you keep showing them God's love. One more question, we have one minute. Any last questions? I'll close with that. Okay, thank you guys. Let's close in prayer.